Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Welcome, everyone, to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. I'm Charlie. And I'm Eva. (laughs) And we want to also uh, take a minute to honor MLK Jr. Day, Martin Luther King Jr. Um, Nice, quiet Monday. It is a nice, quiet Monday. We are broadcasting live from a secure bunker in Cincinnati. Um, Mondays in Cincinnati are like Sundays everywhere else, and I don't know why that is, but Restaurants are closed on Mondays, and um, this is the only thing that's really closed are restaurants. Yeah, it's you just can't get a meal. You're gonna confusing. have to stock up. Just what? so if anyone's coming to Cincinnati, just remember you have to stock up on Sunday. <laughs> right, early. So um, no video today. No and video today. I have a nice and I got all dressed up. <laughs> I might look my best ever. <laughs> um, the mission of Corporate Talk is to use our collaborative powers to make a difference in the workplace, even as one person. And by the workplace, that could be your life, your coworker. It could be anything, right? Whatever we can do to help, that's why we're here. Right. And our goal also is to bring all sorts of different content to people in the workplace and corporate. Because I think a lot of times we get a little bit heads down in corporate and we don't realize that there are possibilities out there. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, And when we uh, introduce our guests shortly, it's going to be real exciting Mm -hmm. to hear about this groundbreaking technique and information that we have to share with our listeners. Yeah, it's going to be terrific. Um, So, but first tell us... um, What's on your radar? You have some workshops coming up. Uh. I do have some workshops coming up. Um, this Thursday, the 22nd, I will be working with Pat Obachowski. We're doing a Thrive in 45, which is like a 45-minute workshop. It's free. Um, if anyone wants more information on that, they can go to gutsywomenwin.com. That's gutsywomenwin.com and sign up for that. You just register, and um, you will hear me and Pat talking about how to overcome your fear of speaking up and being heard, which is going to be great. And then I'm also going to be teaching a five-week workshop in the Cincinnati area beginning February 4th, where we're going to take that one step further, and I'm going to give everyone tips and techniques for um, dialing down the fear response, but then also having everybody kind of getting up and talking and doing some improv. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we're also, um, and there's one more. The fun doesn't end there. Also, um, this Wednesday, I will be at the University of Cincinnati with Communiversity for two weeks for a two-week intensive on getting over your stage fright and your fear of speaking up from stage fright to stage zen. So there's still time to sign up for that as well if you're in the Cincinnati area. So come and join me. Excellent. So you're busy. And you know what? We get to cheat by um, bringing on these experts, Mm. and it makes us smarter. It does make us smarter, smarter, and we do get to cheat because that's kind of fun, right? Yeah. That we get to learn all this new stuff. You know, so in the workplace, right, uh, I don't know if it's negative energy or 
maybe ambivalence is that a proper word to use because people just they're there but they're not there they care but they don't care well i think what happens is you get so overwhelmed with work right i mean if you let work overtake your life it can overtake your life i mean you can be on that well i used to have a blackberry but now smartphones and all of that you can be on that 24 7 right i mean you can be on the phone 24 7 answering emails especially because many of us worked with people from other com- uh, countries as well so we're in other time zones and it gets a little crazy and maybe we lose sight of our ambition or where we want to go or how we can maybe help make a difference. Yep. Um, and one of the things I always share when I speak is don't leave your greatness in your head. Mm-hmm. Right. Bring it out. And when you teach your workshops, it's all about shedding that fear so that comes out. Right. And embracing yourself and letting yourself come out because so many of us try to kind of box ourselves into a certain way of talking, acting, doing. And when we let ourselves out, it makes all the difference in everything. Right. So erase the board, mm. right? We talked about um, some of this in the past, but we have a guest today that's going to kind of try to connect the dots for us. Because I know me, I'm your basic uh, head in the clouds dreamer. And uh, I do live most of my life in my head. And um, our guest today is going to try to connect those dots to our scientific brain so that we can actually come out. Well, and as a coach, so many times when I talk to people about different possibilities, you'll hear, well, I would really like to do this, but it's impossible. I mean, they say it immediately, right? It's just not possible. It's just not possible. I can't do that. And we really can do just about anything We have to, though, put our focus and our mind on it and let go of our limiting beliefs. And I believe that's what Jamie's really going to help us with Right. So we have a fantastic guest that we're going to introduce, um, entrepreneur, researcher, author, speaker, Jamie DeNovo. Jamie, are you with us? I am with you, Charlie and Eva. I'm very happy to be here. Excellent. So um, rather than have me explain it, why don't you maybe share your contact information and something about this fantastic book that you have. Uh, all right. My, for my contact information, it's easiest to go to my website, which is www.jamiedenovo.com, or it, the same address, if it's easier to remember, is iampossiblemuscle.com. And uh, I'm, field, I'm pioneering a new field, it's uh, I am possible muscle building. I am introducing a new term into the into our language, which is going to change the way your brain networks work, Charlie and Eva. Um, in working with the neuroscientist, one of the world's top neuroscientists, Dr. Brian Kolb, who was is known as one of the founding fathers of behavioral neuroscience, and he and his colleagues actually pioneered the field of uh, of behavioral neuropsychology. So it was just an incredible privilege to work with this scientist. And I had come to him because something in my life changed drastically. And uh, I, I'm one of those people. I'm a dreamer too, Charlie. But I also, some of those dreams I, I do act on. And I acted on uh, a huge dream, my husband and I in the corporate workplace, Uh, Because of corruption, all sorts of outside problems, our dream came crashing to a halt at 
at a time where it should have been hugely successful. So um, I ended up in a place where no matter what I did, I was fighting forces that were too powerful. I, I could not break through and overcome. And it was either find a new way to reinvent myself and start again at, at my age uh, or die, basically. And none of the books that I had ever read started where I was. I, you know, I've read all, with all due respect, I've read all the the Stephen Coveys and Napoleon Hills and Principles for Success and all of those things. But, you know, I really enjoy what I heard Eva say when I listened to some of your previous shows. And the both of you were talking about how popular platitudes are in the workplace now. You know, about uh, failing to plan is planning to fail. (laughs) Does that sound familiar? Yes. (laughs) That was good. (laughs) Until, until, uh, which one of you was it who mentioned the, I believe it was, um, Muhammad Ali's, uh, yeah, until some, until you get punched in the oh, face. Oh, that's Mike real Tyson. Hard. Yeah. Mike yeah. Tyson. That was yeah, good, that's Jamie. a great one. Yeah, that was good, Jamie. Thank you for that. <laughs> yes. So that's where it is. All of a sudden you're punched in the head real hard, uh, knockout blow, and you wake up and realize the world is not the same. Right. And let me just say what the way you described it, you know, with your position in the corporate world is exactly um, what we're all faced with in the corporate world. And, you know, be, whether it's outsourcing, offshoring, downsizing, maybe staying current, m- corruption, whatever it is, there's many flavors of what you experience. So um, this is uh, exactly what the doctor ordered, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Right? No, it's terrific. Yeah. So continue. Oh, all right. Thank you. And please interrupt at any point because I okay. do a monologue here. No, that's fine. <laughs> there are challenges inherent with introducing a new field, that's for sure, because it's not like, well, give me the 20-second version. In a new field, there isn't a 20-second version. It's it's a step-by-step process, and if, if you're not willing to hang around long enough to put all the blocks together, you know, then don't expect to see the picture. Right, and well, plus there's no templates to follow, right? You're right. finding your own way. You're breaking new ground here. And yeah. we've heard in the past things like NLP and, you know, uh, learning a lot of different techniques, um, and now we're coming to you which is uh, something even newer. And, um, you know, it's just, I kind of agree, Jamie, because I haven't found what I was looking for either. I've read and read and read. Um, and I love that you went out and find, found a new way, right? And, and something that works. Um, so, uh, you know, kudos to you. But you say... Muscle. When you say muscle, uh, you're referring to what? The brain? I am possible muscle. That's a, that is, the brain is the core component of our I am possible muscle. If, if I can back up just for a second, because I think it's really important that we understand, first of all, the power of the word I am possible. Uh, just before I came on, I heard uh, there was uh, the conversation about talking with people about what was possible and what's not possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, you re- do you remember backing up I'm backing up a little bit just before mm-hmm. I Yes. Off? Well, we've got two words to describe the condition of trying to change something. 
uh, and that is the word possible and the word uh, um, impossible. And I loved how you contrasted those two. Because when you think of the word possible, can you tell me what you think, what, what feelings do you have? Just maybe describe to me what that brings to mind when you think this is possible. When you think about it being possible, you get excited, right? You're excited to start the day. You're excited about what the future holds. You might have a little bit of fear, but for the most part, your excitement overrides the fear and you're just, you're looking forward to trying something new. Right. And is that a comfortable place to be? It is comfortable. It is comfortable because it, it can have a little bit of fear around it. But I think overall, when you think something's possible, you feel like this is a comfortable place to be because all of my efforts will result in something. Right. That's, that's perfect. And that is what you are describing is exactly the impact that the word possible has in test after test after test. We, I've done probably over 150 life experience tests on this asking people the same thing and their brain networks around what the word possible means and the regions of your brain it activates are all very similar to what you just stated. Um, and some have brought out, you know, it's, it's kind of a, it's a very impersonal word because it's also possible that something, you know, something bad could happen. Um, mm -hmm. It's possible to misuse, to misuse different, uh, you know, different, different resources we have, but all in all, possible is a comfortable word. Now, before I go on, one of the things I learned from the neuroscientist is that words, the language, the words we, we use are the constructs we use for every emotion, decision, for all our thinking processes. If, and each word we use activates different areas of our brain. And those areas are what we rely on to make decisions, to to have our perceptions of reality. Those are our personal perceptions of reality. And so when you say the word impossible, what do you think when we go when we say this this is impossible? Well it just shuts everything down. It, you don't even want to you don't get excited. You don't even want to try it. You don't even want to you don't even want to look at it because it's just it's going to result in disappointment. It creates all of the uh, the ambivalence. There's nothing you or there's nothing you can do um, and all of that stuff. Um, but, Jamie, this is fantastic. We have to take our first break. Mm -hmm. I don't mean to interrupt. Um but we're just scratching the surface. This is a groundbreaking show. We want everyone to stay with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva and our very special guest, Jamie DeNovo, author of I Am Possible, Muscle for the Mind, The Power to Achieve Success When Success Seems Impossible. We'll be right back. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning Shared Leadership Training Seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization, regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company, but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. 
There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information and to order, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is Jamie DeNovo. And Jamie, right before the break, we were talking about the feelings that come up when we think of possibilities and then what happens when we think about the impossible. So why don't we pick up from there? Because I know when I think about things being impossible, it just feels so draining. It feels like there's not even any point in trying because nothing will come of it. Absolutely, Eva. You know, everything that you're saying is exactly how I felt when I, you know, when I started on this, on this new, new journey, new venture. And, mm-hmm. uh, so, so what happens when the word possible doesn't excite you anymore? Because everything that we think are, we think about our brain networks in context with the, it's biased context. What, what context we give that word? So all the things we thought were possible, all of our efforts, they came to nothing. And now what's possible seems not possible. Does that scenario sound familiar with people you talk to? They feel trapped. There's nowhere left to go. You feel absolutely trapped. And it's just one more little, what I like to use even in the class that I do, is it's like one more little bit of evidence in your pile of evidence that shows that there's no point in trying. Absolutely. And, you know, I love what you're saying because uh, I, I don't want to sidetrack, but this turns out to be an important part of the book. And when you only have a short period of time, you kind of have to pick and choose what you right. uh, uh, convey to listeners. But there is a scene in Alice in Wonderland that was the inspiration for all of this. Uh, kudos to the power of metaphor, which is another brain process we, you know, I get into in the book later. But Alice said to the White Queen, this is a, a, a scene that started me thinking. She said, there is no use trying. One can't believe impossible things. Mm. Exactly as you said. And exactly. Really thinking about the, white, the, the Queen's answer, she said, I dare you say, say you haven't had much practice. When I was your age, I always did it for half an hour a day. Why sometimes I've believed as many as six impossible things before breakfast. <laughs> and so as you described that, I actually created a belief chart, which is in the middle of my book, showing how the, the brain process is triggered when we start thinking there, it's impossible. There's no use trying. And it's a fascinating chart. That's just a little side, side view, side point anyhow. What I realized is that, well, if I can think that things are not possible and I can't go into a side of my brain to think possible, because your brain cannot think something is both possible and not possible at the same time. Two opposing forces cannot occupy the same space. Does that make sense to you? That, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's great. I had never thought of it that way, but you really can't have two thoughts at the same time. I mean, we've, we've discussed that, but I've never thought about something can't be possible and impossible at the same time. That's great. Exactly. So I'm looking at it and going, I said to the, to the neuroscientist, I said, so tell me, you've taught me what language means to the brain. You just try thinking without using words if you think that words aren't the construct through which we create reality. 
try to try to think of something without using any words. Yeah, it's impossible. Exactly. <laughs> that really no pun is, intended. Yeah, that is not a changeable condition. That is just the the less words we are able to know, the simpler we are, and the more easy it is to manipulate people like that because they simply don't have the thought constructs. Um, so I said to him, so tell me, what word is there for when you go, you created fields that everyone said was impossible, no such subject, no such field. You did things people said were impossible. Every so often in our lives, we do something, no matter when it was that somebody else or we said to ourselves, that's impossible. And we went ahead somehow. We did it anyway. So I said, you tell me, what do you call that process where you defied all the conventions, the networks that we go into when we think something is possible? You went somewhere very uncomfortable. You went into the impossible territory, and you pulled out solutions, answers that created a whole new base possible. What do you call that process? Because if you don't have a word for it, you might do it here and there instinctually, but you cannot repeat it. You cannot define it. You can't make it into a system. And he thought about it, and I said, tell me that word. What is the word in between possible and impossible that would allow your brain to go into a place where normally it would never go? to look for a solution. And he thought, and he said, I cannot think of a word that describes that. And I said, neither can I. So that's why I gave up hope, because if it's not possible, you certainly don't go looking in areas you thought were impossible unless you're a pioneer, even Hmm. inside yourself. People have done it. What did they just do? So I, long story short, created the word, took the word, impossible. As I learned more from the neuroscientists, there's a whole story about how this came about, but I put, I divided that to create the word I am possible. So that when you see the word, when you think the word impossible, by the time you're finished the book, the program, the way it was all written, you will never see the word impossible again without Coming up, I I get to define the term. I get to define the concepts so that when your brain becomes familiar with a new word and its concepts, what all the, the definition of that word, now you will eventually assimilate that into your thought processes. And every time you think that word, it will light up the networks that you associate with that word. I am possible is a word that means I make possible. It will become possible because I will make way in whatever way I have to, to make something new happen. Wow. It's sort of like Jamie caught the scientists napping. Right? <laughs> they, it was either white or black, yes or no. And she said, well, how do you get from one to the other? Hello, yeah. right? What does that mean? Well, and I always think of it as I've been reading through the I am the IAM discourses. And I immediately, when I saw the title of your book and of the website, I thought, I am possible. I, and I love that. And I make possible. But whenever I see that now, I just automatically think, you don't think impossible anymore. You're absolutely right. You just think it's possible. Everything's possible. The impossible is possible. Right. But, you know, the tough guys out there mm. would say, 
Well, it's how do you, semantics. Or luck. Yeah. You know, you managed to, you made a, a decision and you made something happen. It's a, it's a one-time occurrence or, well, it's just a way. Well, but it's not because, I mean, just because Jamie came up with the word, she has a whole book here. Right. So I'm just right. saying we, we, we want to try to learn, Jamie, a little bit about the science or the, um, the practice that we need so that we can get there. Exactly. Just because you learn a new word, not understanding the context around it becomes very confusing. Just like you can, you can learn a new word in another language. But if you really don't understand the, the cultural implications of that word, how much does that really mean to you? Right. right. When it's meaningless. Live, yeah, it's meaningless, or it has a very limited meaning. So the word I am possible, first of all, you're right, it has a whole set of constructs around it. By the time you're finished reading this book, by the time you do this in a group, this will completely Get your brain thinking in a different way because the brain works by processes. It's cause and effect. And when you understand that, you will understand why this cannot not work. It cannot not signal different areas of your brain. The brain cannot light up networks simultaneously for both the word possible and impossible in a coherent way because they represent opposing concepts. I am possible is the concept that allows your brain to bridge the two. It goes, possible is a mindset. I am possible is a mindset. But I, I mean, impossible is a mindset. I'm sorry. But I am possible is a mind shift. Mm. It's a mind shift. We go from mindset to allowing our mind to shift. So I created the term mind shift as, as a way of showing how when we are allowing a part of our brain, we're saying part of me will change. I will reshape and consider things I would never normally have looked into as solutions. Because if something's impossible, it's not going to change for you. The only way to pull something out of that is for you to change enough to allow yourself to look for solutions in a place you normally wouldn't have. And that doesn't mean you have to keep them. But if you can't open your brain up to looking there, you will never pioneer your own life, leave alone something big, because it has to start small before it can start big. Einstein, Edison, all the different people you could possibly think of who really, you know, Dr. Colt, myself, you know, all the people who pioneered something different were willing to go into an uncomfortable place. And I am possible is also a willingness to be uncomfortable. And we all talked about possible is going into the places we're comfortable with. Yeah. It's sort of like the magic bridge, right? Well, you know, and whenever I hear this, I always think of, you know, we always talk about Einstein and Edison. And when I was reading the book about Marconi and Tesla and coming up with the wireless, I mean, when you think about even the concept of coming up with wireless at the time, then there was no sending sound across the air. I mean, they had this already, right? I mean, there wasn't a name for it, but they took something that was impossible and made it I am possible. Yeah. It's amazing. It really and is. it is. It's just, a, it's, I love that. I love the term mind shift. I'm going to steal that. I will, I will give you credit for it, but I will use it. Well, I want you <laughs> to I love it. This book is to create a completely, it's, it's not, it's not a, a one-off. It's not an accident. It's a movement. This works. This is real science. There's nothing in my book that is my philosophy. 
this is cause and effect, and I had to live this, Charlie and Eva. I created, this is the book that should never have been written. It was written from the worst, blackest, most impossible time of my life, where I didn't believe I would ever be able to write the book I wanted to write because all the material had been blown up. And in, in having to overcome each thing, I can't think positive. Don't tell me to think positive. I can't. Don't tell me to believe. Everything I believed just blew up. What if I, what I'm believing is the wrong thing? How am I going to achieve when I'm believing the wrong thing? How do I, how do I break a mindset that has become so deeply entrenched that I don't even know what to do the next moment, leave alone tell me to seize the day. Yeah. Does right. that sound familiar? You know, places that we can get to when, when things are, when we're out there on the ledge and everybody in some way or another has been on the ledge at some time. And that's so true. And this is, um, we're about to take our second break. So we're going to pick up right here. And this has been great, Jamie. Thank you. Um, Stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva and our guest, Jamie DeNovo, and we'll be right back. Charlie Labosco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years' experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person, building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, Go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone. Welcome back, everyone, to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva and our very special guest, Jamie DeNovo. Jamie, um, before we continue, tell us a little bit about your book, the title, and is it out? Is it not out? How can we get it? And where can we get it? All that okay, stuff. Impossible muscle for the mind. The power to achieve success when success seems impossible is available on Amazon in softcover and on Kindle. Uh, you can also order it through my site. I'm working on making it available in, in many other iterations in, in any other forms, the EPUB, all, all those sorts of things, too. Uh, there's just so many doors opening up right now that I'm having a hard time keeping up. And by the way, thank you for having me on, being a pioneer in a new field. You've always got to, uh, to, to find champions and advocates who get it right off the bat. I can just tell you there are some very interesting things happening in the background with all of this. So, you know, I'm, you, you always remember the people that picked up first. And that brought this to light first. So you are truly pioneers. You represent the I am possible mindset. Well, thank you. Thank um, you. And, and it's exciting. Uh, we get to cheat because we did have a copy of your book and mm. I do keep it on my lap. This, this is now the fourth book, but this one is really out there and it, it's just unbelievable. Um, yeah. It's, it's not that it's out there because you have to be careful, right? When you say that, I think it's, it's really an amazing book. 
that gives you solid ways of shifting the way you think. Yeah. So, um, Jamie, I'm not sure, right? But I, during the break, I started to have sort of like an Oprah moment. And um, maybe you can help me out for a second. So you were talking and you used this term that I always use. And I always say I do my best work on the ledge. Mm. Um, so uh, I feel more comfortable there because everybody's out there nervous and I'm so used to it. So I have the advantage. But listening to you and going through your book, right, I'm thinking that that's me doing the possible and not doing the impossible. So it's my brain is so comfortable rethinking those things in those terms that I'm not really breaking new ground. In fact, the more I think of doing the possible, the lower the bar gets because, yeah. right? <laughs> you're absolutely right because what you're doing is imprinting those same circuits with those same emotional responses and those same realities on your brain. When nothing changes, nothing changes. Right. You have to, you have to change something, thoughts, actions to change your outcome. So every moment you're either imprinting uh, a thought or action, uh, a concept more deeply into your brain, or else you're changing your way, you're, you're doing a shift, one or the other. So, and, and that's just the law of the way it is. If nothing changes, nothing changes. And so, you know, I was thinking about something you said earlier, too, when you were saying, you know, don't make me think positive. I can't think positive. Everything that I was thinking about and dreaming about and believing in has absolutely disintegrated and there's nothing. And so maybe it's too soon to start talking about this, but then how is this different from shifting the way you're thinking? Because to me, when you start trying to think positive, even if you don't believe it at first, you're still at least trying to shift the old way of thinking. Does that make well, sense? It's true, but think about this. Okay, and I'll, I'll, I'll sidetrack to that for, for just a moment. Again, remember the impact that words have on our brain according to the meaning we give them. We're stuck with that bias. And if, if you can make yourself think of positive in a different way, then perhaps you can do that flip. But when people tell you, when you're in a really, really bad place and mm -hmm. life is falling apart around you and your friends tell you, you know what you need to do? You just need to snap out of it and think positive. It, oh, yeah, that doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. does that make you feel? Yeah, terrible, terrible, because it's not that you haven't tried to snap out of it and think positive. Exactly. And do you know right. why that is on a brain level? On a brain level, that's because... The word positive, and, and again, this isn't straight from the scientist. I will tell you this is, is what I learned from him and realized myself, is that the word positive in those cases is associated with the pleasure or rewards um, region of our brain. When you say positive, that is a reward region. And so your brain will activate reward. And we cannot... We, our brain processes resist linking feelings of pleasure or satisfaction to our state of misery and unhappiness. How dare you ask me to, you know, produce reward feelings for that? So it's like asking a, a car to flip over backwards and suddenly go in the other direction. We can't do that. We're not in our, our thoughts and emotions have no way 
to make the transition to the conflicting concept of positive. So not surprisingly, we feel defensive instead of encouraged. So, and, and once you've got momentum or intensity established with that, it is something deep. It's, it is nearly impossible to switch that direction of emotions that keep coming. In fact, we just, we just get more resentful. But, mm-hmm. so I came up with, then I started thinking, okay, then what word can we use? What could somebody say to me at this time that didn't make me feel like punching them in the face? So um, I realized, what if I said to myself, because thoughts you say to yourself impact you the exact same way as if someone were actually saying it to you. If I said, okay, you know something? Instead of saying you've got to think, quit, quit thinking negative, it's bad for you, think positive. Instead, what if I said to you, Eva or Charlie, you know what, I don't blame you for feeling the way you do. It's a, mm-hmm. such a challenging situation. But, you know, negative thinking is only going to produce more hurt. So how can we move forward from here? What is the most productive thing we could do or think right now in this situation to move forward? Just one more step. What could we do to be productive? So do you see where I've changed it from thinking positive to think productive? That Actually, it's, it's also taking away the button push. So, Well, it's also validating, right? Because so many times when we're in some deep pain and people don't understand the pain, I don't have to understand the pain to see that you're in pain, Absolutely. right? And so. You know, you can validate the fact that someone is in pain. Maybe for me, that wouldn't be as big a deal. Even if it's, I mean, you went through something that was a horrible life shift. But sometimes things happen to people that can impact them very deeply. Whereas for me, if that had happened to me, maybe it wouldn't have been as big of a deal. But at least then you're being validated that it's okay for you to feel the way you feel because everybody's different. And I like that then instead of thinking positively, well, you're putting it back also into the other person, the person that's suffering. You're also giving it back to them and giving them control and validating that it's perfectly natural for them to feel the way that they feel. And then now in your own way. It's giving how, me incentive to shift. Yeah, it gives them incentive to shift because you're saying now, how can you move forward productively? Not what I think you should do to move forward productively, but what do you think you should do to move forward productively? Although even that can be, if you're really, really in the, in the depths, um, even that can be tough to figure out what would be the next productive step, I would think. Um yeah, well, you know, I, the way I see it is Jamie's book now, I Am Possible, is sort of like that bridge, mm-hmm. but we still have to cross it. <laughs> yeah, you still have to right. move. You have to, still have to shift. And one um, of the I developed – oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go. I, I was going to say um, when you – and I'm going to quote you, right? To shift the boundaries of impossible, we must become part dreamer and part scientist. So I think the the dreamer in me has been uh, maybe I've been guilty of only doing possible, maybe dreaming about stuff, but living the possible. Mm. And maybe now if I learn a little bit more from this book um, and bring out that scientist in me and learn that I can rewire my brain um, and maybe things will change. 
You know, Charlie, that's interesting. Uh, Let's do a a quick experiment, if you don't mind, because I think this might impact you and and maybe your listeners to really show you, kind of give you an idea what I Am Possible is about. And even if we only take, are able to establish at this point, a couple of very key concepts for people to remember, I think it's probably more powerful than trying to jump from place to place to place without really owning the information Mm -hmm. behind it. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So first of all, um, you know, working with what's possible is necessary. It does play an essential role. You can't completely ignore everything that's ever possible. Um, But it will become more and more clear our dependence on possible thought networks. uh, We we won't have a dependence on them. Uh, As we practice with the full meaning and term, as we become familiar with that, you'll build increasingly stronger networks between the two main I am possible and possible panels. You'll be able to light up and connect with ideas that you normally couldn't access. And Charlie, what you've been doing is rethinking the possible. I am possible gives you a way to rethink the impossible. And that's where people get stuck because they're so sure without even knowing that certain things are never going to happen. The, the solution is never there that they don't even start. So, I'm going to give you one thing to do that will show you the power of I am possible. If you can write this down quickly, if if anyone there is where you can write this down, because writing it down visually has more impact. I want you to write down the word possible leadership. Okay. And then write impossible leadership. Okay. Now, if you set a sign that said possible leadership here, taught here. (laughs) <laughs> Tell me what that would mean to you. Uh, run of the mill, uh, the things everybody, or maybe I have it, maybe I don't have it, I, it would be meaningless. Yeah, it seems like it just, it's not even really leadership. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There, and, and you're using your, your brains, you know, your context for possible. Now, right. impossible leadership. You see a sign that says impossible leadership. Yes. What kind of leadership is that? Would that be to you? Um, it would be something I would like to learn more about, and it would be maybe the opposite of what I have been perceiving as leadership. And, like, for example, it seems to be basically lately saying yes to everything. So possible leadership, just say yes to everything. Impossible leadership, lead. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, not tell me what you want me to do, but here's how I think we should proceed. So impossible leadership kind of, it kind of makes me want to retitle all of my work. <laughs> well, before you, before you get to there, Eva, what do you think when you see impossible? If, if you saw a sign that said impossible leadership? To me, it would be the absolute, and I know this may sound weird. To me, it would almost be the pinnacle of the best leadership ever. So it's just not even possible to get there. Okay, there, that, that's true too. That's another area is that I've had a lot of people say, well, it, it's not, you can't get there. You're Let's, um, you hold that. I don't mean to cut you off because we'll get cut off. Uh, we want to take our final segment and come back and talk about this experiment. This is groundbreaking. Great. Uh, please stay with us, everyone. Uh, Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, special guest Jamie DeNovo. We'll be right back in two minutes.
Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is Jamie DeNovo. And, Jamie, before we go back to the experiment, because I know we're going to go right to the end, why don't you, um, while we have the chance, go ahead and share your contact information and your website um, info one more time for our listeners. www.jamiedenovo.com or www.iampossiblemuscle.com. You can contact me through the contact uh, section there or Jamie DeNovo at jamiedenovo.com. The books are available on Amazon and Kindle, and they're written in a way, interestingly enough, that actually will change your brain as you read the book. Ooh, that's even better. Um, and Charlie, so we- I'll leave you just with this one last thought to go from dreamer to scientist, the exercises in it. I worked with some very top psychiatric experts as well to create exercises that help to change your brain and get you going from dreamer to scientist to doer to I am possible doer if you go through those and do it. Yeah, we were talking during the break about, you know, how did you make that um, connection to uh, the scientific end, uh, but because we're so into what we're, our experiments and our conversations, we're not going to be able to get to, we have to have you back. (laughs) I I love it because it is a step-by-step process, but with each step, you will find yourself that I am possible muscle growing, which we can talk about next time. But yes, if you want to finish the experiment, because I'm very cognizant of time, I want you now to write down, I am, I am possible leadership. Okay. Now, Tell me, what do you think when you see that term, I am possible leadership? That I can be the leader. There you go. How about you, Eva? Same thing. It kind of personalizes it. Yeah, yeah. The difference. This word connects with your self-concept. The others who do not. And that is the magic, is suddenly you are accountable. It's a dare it's a challenge. It's a willingness to be uncomfortable and do things that you have never tried. Look at solutions you've never tried, but it's a personal connection. And you just felt it. Yes, we did. Yeah, and I love it's it. funny, you know, if you I listen do. to the commercial yeah. that uh, when I say I've been in the technology field for over 40 years and there's been so much change, mind-boggling, off-the-charts change in the technology we use, but little or no change in our day-to-day behavior. It's because of this, right? People are not shifting their emotional uh, agendas in the workplace because they don't think there's anything they can do to change anything. Technology actually make your brain lazier. Interesting. 
Oh, I can see that. I can see that a lot because um you just so much of it we don't have to really do anything anymore. I mean, you're just looking at the screen and you're not really you're not really learning, trying, shifting the way you think, um experimenting with concepts. You're just you're kind of reading but not even really understanding a lot right. of times. And comparing it to a muscle, how how much muscle would you really build if you had a machine moving your arm up and down for you or your legs all the time? Yeah, yeah it doesn't work. It's like the old um those well, old you would belts. build muscle. Um, Remember the old belts that you used to oh, shake the your Jack Lane, uh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those worked well. <laughs> but you see, here's the pioneer, right? Because you somehow said baloney. There's something I got. I can't live like this. Something's got to change, right? And uh, you kind of went little by little. I mean, uh, it's just amazing. Um, and probably couldn't really share because who would really believe you, right? That, oh, yeah, you can shift the – you can start not thinking anymore about the possible, start thinking about the impossible. Well, and I think it's so exciting, all the um – all the studying with neuro neuroplasticity and neuroscientists and all of that. I mean, because there are so many new ways of looking at what we really can do and what is really possible. And this, just the title of the book is terrific because it's basically saying there's nothing that's impossible. There's nothing that's impossible. And people will say, well, that's not true. I mean, there's certain things, you know, I'm not going to be able to sing at the mat, you know, when I'm 60 years old. But there's other ways of looking at that. And I like that the book goes step by step in helping us first understand how you came about with this concept, but then also then how we can make the shifts. Absolutely, because I had to live it to do it. I I had to Mm -hmm. walk my talk right into going to one of the world's top neuroscientists armed with nothing but a quote from Alice in Wonderland Mm -hmm. and all the research that I'd done and the life experience because, of course, I prepared as much. But, I mean, to anyone else looking at that, it would have been, are you out of your mind? That's impossible. He's never going to ever listen to a word you've got to say. And, you know, those were those were things that were, you know, valid validly you could see people saying. But you see, the difference is I'm not trying to take over impossible. What I am possible does is go into its territory and find out where the imposters are. Find out what you can take out. So we do need to know that there are certain things that don't change. We need to have that. Just like the laws of physics. If you woke up and those things started changing, we'd be in real trouble. Um and needless to say, your life has changed as a result? Absolutely. This this whole thing would never have happened had I not had to build my I am possible muscle. And every time I started thinking impossible, I had to follow my own formulas. So yeah. they're in there. Even the moment by moment for when what you don't when you don't know what to do the next moment. Read the one sock process. It has, it's something that almost every person who wrote the book wrote me back and said, this is one of the most powerful things in the book. I will use this every day. Yeah, it's almost as, it's almost like you got emotionally naked for us so that we can see each step that you took along the way, um, which is really interesting, you know, and I, I can't help but noticing the, the format of the book. I love it. And 
um, all of the quotes that are in there. Of course, I love that as well. I would love to see the next version have quotes from um, ordinary people that have achieved as a result of the book. You know, that would be great, like me. Mm-hmm. I am. That is absolutely what I have planned to do. And everyone and anyone who has read the book and has used the information, and I don't care if you're not even there yet, because one of the things I talk about in the book, if you have time, is is what makes the hero on selling yourself short. If I'm climbing a mountain and you're climbing a mountain, we're all around each other, and I don't know who you are, and we all have to get to the top to make it, and I slip, and I've lost my balance, and you're behind me or beside me, and you reach out and you give me enough help that I regain that step, that one step. Mm-hmm. When I'm at the top, even if, if the person who helped me, if they fell, if they didn't make it, does that make them any less a hero? Because what they did for you got you the next step? And there's the magic. If yeah. you have done something, if you're on your way to do something, you don't have to have reached the summit yet. Tell us how you're doing it. Tell us the difference it makes because maybe that's exactly where somebody else is and they needed that piece to help them get up the next step. Yeah, it's sort of like the, uh, the mission is to um, uh, make the impossible happen, right? And um, the, the method would be shared leadership. <laughs> right. So I could tell Jamie, you know, I'm still struggling, but you know what? I, I can. I, here's what I learned. And that can help you. Well, you know, sometimes we're just like one step, you know, ahead of someone else and we can show them, you know, how to move from where they're at. And that can make that can make such a difference. I know so many people have made such a huge difference in my life. Yeah. Um, difference in my life. And and that's what you're doing. Yeah. Were they all perfect, Eva? Did it, were they all there already or were they? No. Perfect? you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it just makes the difference that when someone helps you. So I think it's just amazing that you were able to learn all of this and put it all into a book. And now you're sharing your message. And I'm so happy and grateful that we were one of the first that was able to share the message. It's yeah. exciting, right? Too well, bad. Um, we are 100 percent out of time. One, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but Jamie, um, I have your book in my lap. I'm going to communicate through social media as I go through it more and more. And I would love to stay in touch and we would love to have you back. So um, we want to just thank you so much for being here. Do stay in touch. I'm thrilled to work with you. And you know what? Let's make some I Am Possible things happen. And let's join I Am Possible muscles with all those people out there who want and and make a difference. Make a yep. change. Excellent. Terrific. Thank you so much, Jamie. Yeah, take care, Jamie. You're so very welcome. Have a great night. That's great. Yeah, excellent. So once again, Six Impossible Things, How to Build Your I Am Possible Muscle. And the website is www.iampossiblemuscle.com or Jamie DeNovo, which is D-E-N-O-V-O. Right. Or reach out to us and we'll connect you guys together. Mm -hmm. This has been groundbreaking. It's been a great show. I learned a lot and we want to thank everyone. We'll see everyone next week. I want to thank our wonderful producer, Dave Olson. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week. Take care.